Welcome to the fifth segment of this month's release of The First Fill, your on-the-go microlearning CE series. I'm Q Nguyen, Director of Content Development at APHA and your host for today's topic. Let's get into it. In July, the FDA approved a long-acting monoclonal antibody, nirsevimab, for the prevention of RSV in children. Now, RSV is associated with lower respiratory tract infections, or LRTIs, among the very young as well as the older adults. Now, RSV is so common that most children are infected during their first year of life. But here's the thing. RSV doesn't discriminate. While premature infants face a higher risk of RSV-associated hospitalization, three times that of term infants, it's important to note that RSV remains the leading cause of hospitalization among healthy term infants. Previously, we only had palivizumab for prevention, but its use was limited to a specific subset of infants and required monthly dosing during the RSV season. ACIP convened in August and made the recommendation that nirsevimab should be administered to infants less than 8 months who are born during or entering the first RSV season. These recommendations align with those of the American Academy of Pediatrics for palivizumab. So that's nirsevimab, 50 mg for infants weighing less than 5 kg, and 100 mg for infants weighing at least 5 kg. Infants and children aged 8 through 19 months who are at an increased risk for severe RSV disease, such as those who are severely immunocompromised, should also receive it um, at 200 milligrams as they enter their second season. Now, based on the usual pre-pandemic RSV patterns, this means the monoclonal antibody could be administered in most of the continents of the United States beginning October through the end of March for our more tropical climates in Southern Florida, Hawaii, and, and the Virgin Islands. Definitely consult with local guidance since seasonality may be unpredictable. Or for Alaska, it could be longer than the national average. And yes, nirsevimab can be co-administered during the same visit with other routine vaccines, if anyone happens to ask. The safety and reactinogenicity profile of the co-administered vaccines were similar to when each vaccine was given alone with no interference with immune responses for the vaccines. Now, let's delve into its efficacy and safety. Among infants entering the first RSV season across two clinical trials involving preterm, term, and late-term infants, the pulled efficacy results are available. Nirsevimab reduced the risk of medically attended RSV-associated LRTI by 79%. So that's a frequency of 1.2% in the nirsevimab group versus 6.2% in the placebo group. So here, the absolute risk reduction was 5%, and again, the relative risk reduction was 79%. But a helpful way to look at this is the NNT, so number needed to treat, of 21. 21 patients must receive nirsevimab to prevent one medically attended RSV-associated LRTI. Not bad, right? Nirsevimab reduced the risk of RSV-associated LRTIs with hospitalization by 80.6% and RSV-associated LRTI with ICU admission by 90%. There were no deaths um, attributable to RSV among the infants who received the monoclonal antibody, and the incidence of serious adverse events were comparable between groups. 
There was a third trial that was used as the basis for ACIP's recommendation for nisivimab 200 milligrams for the second RSV season for those 8 through 19 months who continued to be at an increased risk for severe RSV disease. These children would have otherwise been eligible to receive palivizumab. Though this mostly pertains to pediatric offices, you may run into this in the inpatient or health system practice setting, maybe working it into some standing protocols or orders right now, or in the community setting when you undoubtedly are getting questions about the RSV vaccine for pregnant women to protect their newborns from RSV, which is FDA approved and as of September 22nd, ACIP recommended. An important note here, most newborns and infants will not need both the maternal vaccination and monoclonal antibody administration. One exception is for infants born at less than 34 weeks. They should receive nirsevimab regardless of maternal vaccination status. But more on that next month. Tune in in October for topics covering the maternal RSV vaccine, digital health, and addressing misinformation. Thanks for joining and don't forget to log into pharmacist.com to get your free CE.